thank you very much indeed for inviting me here to hear my story. I was born on the 12th day of November 1946. Now, before any of you start counting, I'll be 71 on the 12th of November this year. I lived in Korean. And a comedian once said that he was born at a very early age. Well, I was too. So uh, we only lived in Korean for a short, or in McCosquin, just outside Korean, for a short time. Uh, we moved to the centre of Korean, into Abbey Street. If anybody knows Korean, it's right in the centre. The town hall is just really beside us. And uh, we lived there. Um, my dad and my mother were not Christian, so I wasn't born into a Christian home. But at a very early age, my dad got saved. One evening he went to uh, the Society Street Mission Hall, and my father got saved and started to attend the Elam Church in Coleraine. That made a big difference in our home. For the first time, we all started to go to church. And uh, one morning, uh, as dad was going out to work, my mum asked him for a shilling for the gas meter. Now, in those days, that's what was in the houses. There was no electricity, it was gas meters. And you put a, a shilling in the gas, and that did you for the day, or maybe for a week or whatever. And see, we're going back to that stage again. They took all the gas out, and now they're putting it back in again to all the houses. But when my, when my mother asked him for money for the gas meter, she, he, my dad said before he went out to work, there's money in my pocket and my coat in the cupboard. And mum got uh, the, the children that were ready to go to school, off to school. And she started looking for the money in my dad's coat pocket. And she pulled out a gospel tract. And she sat down and read that. And she got saved as well. So God had saved my mum and dad in a short distance of time. <coughs> my dad was a, a great man for doing open air work. And in those days, it was quite easy to go to a street corner and preach, and there was no hassle at all. It's different now. But one, one day, him and two men uh, decided to go to Balamani to do an open air. And when they'd finished the open air, they were, riding, they were on bicycles, and they were riding back home again. And they heard a car coming, so they got into single file, and my dad was in the middle and the car came down, the driver was drunk they hit my father's bicycle knocked him off his bicycle and he landed on his head and he was dead on admission to hospital and the driver drove on uh, he was caught the next morning he was drunk my mum had five kept children under the age of nine my sister was nine, I was seven and there were three other ones below us and my mother was eight months pregnant so you can imagine what it was like for to lose your husband <coughs> and a father at that age. He was 33 years of age. And it was an awful test of faith from my mother. She was 30, with five children and eight months pregnant. But God was good. And God has sustained. She lived till she was 90. And God had been good to us as a family. A few months later, obviously, the, the, my youngest brother was born, and it was 
a tremendous test of my mother's faith right through the whole sick uh, pregnancy and then the birth. When things settled down and her younger brother uh, started to grow up, mum decided because the Baptist church was the nearest to us, just a street around the corner, the Baptist church, we were all sent along there to Sunday school. And um, I thank God that we were brought up Baptists. And for Pastor Rule, who was the minister in that church for 40 years. That was us for the next number of years. Sunday school in the morning, church. Sunday afternoon meeting in the Faith Mission Hall. Church in the evening. And then Society Street Mission after church. So that was our Sunday. It was quite packed with uh, gospel. When I grew up, I became 15. I had to leave school because... I was the eldest boy and I had to go out and get a job and start bringing some money into the house. I started my apprenticeship with a local Ford garage, repairing and spraying cars. Uh, And then one of my uncles worked in the factory, uh, Monsanto factory, which was quite near. And he got me a job in there to finish my apprenticeship as a fitter. And during my time there, I met a lot of young guys around my my age. They were going out in the town and drinking and and then some of them were, were very musical, so they decided they would start a show band. So a show band was formed, and one of the boys' brother became the manager, and they asked me if I would be the road manager. And we started getting band bookings and dance halls all over Ireland, Scotland, and England. And this went on for some years, and I had no thought of God. I didn't want to know anything about church, and I can remember coming home at nights from gigs and my mother's bedroom light would be burning and I could hear my mother praying and thanking God that I was home safe. I didn't know at that time that I was breaking her heart but she persevered and continued to pray for me. I want to say to you as a mother or a father do not give up praying for your children. You are the key to them coming to faith in Christ. Well, one New Year's Eve, for the first time in years that that the band had no booking, the boys all decided that we all go out in the town, and they said that they would call and collect me. So I got my good gear on, and sat in the house waiting. I waited, and I waited. And remember, there were no mobile phones (coughs) in those days that you could ring your mates. Meanwhile, my mother was getting herself ready to go out to church. In those days, Korean church held what they, what they called a, a watch night service uh, to bring in the new year so they could fellowship. They could the old year and then the new year <coughs> together to have fellowship together. It was getting near the time for her to go head out, but still no sign of my friends. My mum then plucked up the courage and I say plucked up the courage because at other times when she'd asked me to attend church I would completely refuse I didn't want to know anything about it but she said to me you're all dressed up and it looks as if your friends are not coming why don't you come to church with me when I said I would I don't know who was more surprised her or me anyway I went along and was very well received by everyone in the church and perhaps they were a little shocked when they seen me that was the beginning of God's dealing 
with me. I didn't know it at the time, but Corian Church would have selected a person or persons to pray for during the month of January. And I was that person. Well, for the next four Sundays, I would have attended the services in the church. And on Sunday the 26th of January, 1975, after the evening service, I came home, went to my bedroom, got down on my knees, and I acknowledged before the Lord that I was a sinner and I needed to confess my sin. And I asked the Lord to forgive me for the life that I had led up to now. There's a hymn by Fanny Crosby, To God Be the Glory. And in the, the second verse we read these words, The vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. Well, that was my experience that evening. I knew a work had been done in my heart. I didn't say anything to anyone. And the next day I went to work as usual. <coughs> and I at that time had long hair and a big bushy beard. I knew I had changed on the inside. I knew I wanted to change on the outside as well. So I got my hair cut short and I shaved off my beard. And some of my work colleagues didn't even know me when I went to work. One of the things that struck me that day was I went to the man who was with my dad the night he was killed. And I said to him, I have got saved. And the tears rolled down his cheeks. And he said, Victor, have you told Molly, your mum? And I said, no, I haven't told her yet. He said, tell her right away. She'll be thrilled. Others as well were so pleased to hear the news, but there was one person who, with me, would have at times given the Christians at work a hard time. His name was Bertie, or, or Bert. And when I told him, he surprised me. He put his hand out and shook mine and he said, that's something I would love to do. Well, sometime after that, he did become a Christian and a deacon in Port Stewart Baptist Church and at this moment is at home with the Lord. Now, to get back to telling my mother, when I came home from work, I could see she had a little smile on her face. I asked her if something was wrong and she said, to me, have you something to tell me? When I told her that God had saved me, she said, I knew there was something because your attitude had changed. And I knew God would answer prayer. Well, I got baptized on the 9th of March and was brought up and brought into membership of Corian Baptist Church on the 20th of April that year. And just previous to that, I had applied to go to Australia to work in an open cast iron ore mine that my brother-in-law was working in. It took a year for me to get the visas and the work permits all sorted out. And during that time, he and my sister got another job in Holland. So I was heading to Australia on my own. But I applied to the, the, the company and I got a job in engineering. There were also a group of Christians in the town that I mentioned earlier where uh, it was known as um, Newman Christian Fellowship. So I attended there and made a lot of very good friends. After about a year, the group made me a deacon in the church, and the church became, began to grow. Not because I was a deacon, but new people were coming to the town and were drawn by the Lord to the church. 
there was quite a few different nationalities in the church and as we grew we knew that we needed to have an under shepherd to teach and lead the church forward so that brought to the fore the type of church we wanted to be quite a lot of the members were of Baptist conviction and it was decided to have a fellowship constituted as Newman Baptist Church and that was way back in 1980 uh, I've been on the internet a couple of uh, weeks ago and it's going really strong it's a, it's a really big vibrant church now and I praise the Lord for that uh, and they call the pastor in part time now for four years I stayed in Newman then in July 1980 my young brother was getting married and he asked me to do best man so I came home to do for that and discovered that my grandfather wasn't very well and my mother was struggling to take him up and down the flight of stairs each day so I decided I would come home and see how things would work out <coughs> So at the beginning of 1981, I came home and sold our three-story house in Abbey Street and moved into a bungalow uh, nearby. This made life a lot easier for my mother, but sadly after about six months, my grandfather died. And during my time at home, I had gone back to Corian Baptist Church and was unemployed. I couldn't find a job at that time. And one of the leaders of the youth work asked me to speak at a youth meeting on the barbecue. Now, while I was there, one of the other leaders asked me what I worked at, and I told him that I, I hadn't got a job. And he said, have you ever considered joining the police? There was a big recruitment that time <coughs> in Coleraine. So he got me the forms, I filled them in, and I joined the police. And I was in the police for 24 years. I was single when I joined. And while I was at home one evening, a friend who would often visit my mother came in and said to me, I have a friend who works for a lady in Mahara. Her and her brother own a factory. She's a Baptist, she's single, and she would suit you. <laughs> Matchmaking. So I said, do you want me to give her a ring? She said, and arrange a meeting. And I said, ah, go ahead. Not thinking that she would do it. Well, she did. And that's how I met David's mother, Iris. Iris and I got married on the 22nd of August 1987. We had three children, a girl and twin boys. And we thank Almighty God for the blessings that those three children have brought us. We thank God that all three are saved, know the Lord and are going on with the Lord. We thank God for Ruth's husband, Andrew, and for the two lovely grandchildren we have. And we thank God for David and for Judith. We thank, you for, thank God for bringing Judith into David's life and for her involvement with them here in this, in this church. The Lord has really blessed, but has really blessed this unworthy sinner, saved by his grace. And I have the privilege of serving the Lord as an elder in Balawani Baptist Church. Enough about me. I want to talk.